0: Thanks very much Chris. As a member of SRHE, it gives me a special pleasure to have the, the privilege of talking uh, to you today. SRHE is more than 50 years old. Now 50 how many? Uh, 53. 53. I, and I've been in higher education actually, higher education research for 41 years. My whole working career has been in education research and I've done that Uh, quite simply because I believe that higher education changes lives and higher education changes the world. And I believe there's no greater cause that one could have than changing lives and changing the world. So I'm in it for life and I hope that many of you share that passion. If you do, you're perhaps rather troubled by me by the discourse there is around universities at the moment, Uh, and indeed I'm going to alter the talk and therefore skip some slides uh, because of uh, indeed this morning's NEO report which I think focuses on uh, some of the issues uh, that that we're discussing in higher education. Of course, I believe, it would be awfully my job if I didn't believe, that if we carry out research and disseminate that research effectively, We can change that context. We have the evidence to answer some of the assertions that are made about higher education, uh, perhaps, of course, confirm some of them, but also, I hope, challenge some of them. So uh, please excuse me if I uh, slip over some slides. Uh, Can I also say that I think... Uh, particular research into higher education has to be about now. Uh, In the 40 years I've been in higher education research, universities and as institutions have changed tremendously. Now, very much more significant societal and economic actors than they were in the days before mass higher education uh, came about. Uh, I think that gives us a greater responsibility in society to discharge uh, And that, of course, has come uh, with more public investment in universities, uh, which uh, has just elevated us now uh, to a matter of public debate. What about that context? Uh, Here's a quote from a government minister. Fast-expanding universities have helped blow out the national debt, and it's only fair that they contribute to a budget saving. That's a very hard comment. Thankfully, it's not from this country. It's from Australia. Uh, this, though so is from this country, uh, from Alistair Jarvis, the uh, chief executive of U.K, uh, problems with the tuition fee c- system, senior staff being overpaid, problems with international students, universities are this summer's scapegoat of choice. That was indeed written in the summer. Since then, have those problems gone away? Have we received a further set of challenges? Today's report is one of them. The uh, uh, the great gradu- uh, inflation uh, question's been raised. Uh, if we were the scapegoat of choice in the summer, it's got worse now. At least today, we're off the front pages. Sorry, no, we're not off the front pages. We're on the front pages. We're not the lead story because Brexit is. Uh, we're the story just below. Uh, well, <laughs> it's great to be at the heart of debate. Uh, now... Uh, I was much influenced uh, by a Vice-Chancellor, yes, they're getting stick all over the place at the moment. Uh, Sheila West gave her inaugural lecture as Vice-Chancellor of the University of Nottingham yesterday and she kindly shared a text with me. It was streamed. I'd encourage you to read the text because it's an intellectual underpinning. Uh, not just for universities generally, but more specifically, obviously, for what the University of Nottingham will do. Uh, she quotes Cardinal Newman, training of the intellect which is best for the individual himself, best enables him, we weren't in gender neutral days then, at best enables him to discharge his duties to society. Some things have changed, but Cardinal Newman was challenging universities to take the societal perspective, which I guess is at the heart of what I want to say. Uh, Another quote, research is about discovery but it also needs to be about directly tackling some of the issues we face. Please nod with me, you agree with that? Yes, thanks. Taxpayers expect to see how their investment in research is paying dividends. We perhaps don't like to think too much in those terms. It is though I think uh, the only way that you can approach uh, our system around the country by challenging uh, where taxes go. And the third one, which perhaps might make you wriggle a bit, we want to keep universities focused on research that has wider economic and social benefits. Would perhaps you want a more balanced statement than that? That doesn't come from the UK either, it comes again uh, from Australia. So I, I think that's an indication to me of how things can perhaps get out of balance. Uh, we're not fulfilling our potential if despite having scientists and universities renowned the world over, we cannot turn their ideas into the products and services of which the industries of the future will be built. We must ma- invest more in brilliant discoveries. I quite like that. There's a balance there between brilliant discoveries and uh, products and services, which I think is about right. You know who said that? The Prime Minister only 10 days or so ago uh, when launching the industrial strategy. I I think that rhetoric is about right, brilliant discoveries, products and services. I think uh, perhaps we are more in the right place than some other countries are. Now, how do we respond to this context? So so that's the context. I could have, uh, in fact, I will now quote some of the NAO. Uh, reporter, actually, what I'm going to do is quote some of the responses to the NERO report, which troublingly for me did not come from the sector. I, I think the sector should be making these arguments, they came uh, from journalists. Journalists, as our biggest advocates, we are failing, in my view, if we cannot match what they say. Uh, what did um, Martin McQuillan? Uh, writing this morning, Uh, Martin, of course, of this parish, as it were, although now working uh, for uh, the H.E. Playbook. Uh, If this was an audit in a university of the National Audit Report, the dean would now be honeying under the desk, and the director of finance would be taking his whiskey and revolver into the study. It's quite pointed. However, he says, and I thought this was sharp, it is as much a criticism of the pseudo market mechanisms set up by the government in an attempt to engineer price competition in higher education as it is a telling off for universities. The question will be where responsibility for the problems lie. Michael Barber and Nicola Dandridge will be more concerned by it than vice chancellors. Well, that's his view. Uh, I think uh, what that says is that the Office for Students is a body who we want to work with, who we want to engage and we want to have the research to back up what we're discussing with them. Uh, I think Michael Barber and Nicola Dandridge have an awesome responsibility. Their agenda slightly broadened last week, uh, not just so much a narrow regulatory agenda as in the example last week, some concern for the skills pipelines and the jobs of the future, which I hope we'd all endorse. So I think uh, that was a perceptive government quote on how one responded to, uh, a journalist quote, on how one responded to the NEO report. Uh, I think also, uh, and this is in, this is Ant Bagshaw in Wonk H.E., who, Uh, said that the NEO report misses so many important factors in student choice, including location, subject passion, social and cultural expectation, and a deficit of positive alternatives. To parallel higher education programs, with financial products will be unpleasant for many, but especially so when seen in such narrow, short-term ways focusing on the financial return over the decade post-graduation and missing the lifelong benefits which go far beyond money. I think it is our responsibility to put flesh on the bones of that argument by carrying out research that enables us to talk at not just about predictions of the future, but about understandings of the incentives that people have, of their motivation, and indeed of the possibilities there will be. Uh, In my whole working lifetime, people have been predicting uh, the death of work. Uh, At one time, that was viewed positively because we'd have lots of leisure time. Don't know what happened to that. Uh, At other times, it's been more negatively around uh, not enough jobs for people Uh, to do it has not been true. I do not believe it will be true in the future. Uh, But one component in doing that is us carrying out research that informs universities in designing the curricula, the courses for the future that engage uh, both with the intellectual underpinning that will need to be flexible uh, to do jobs that don't exist yet, uh, but also with the core skills, uh, certainly many of them uh, quantitative Uh, that will engage with uh, a new world where artificial intelligence uh, plays uh, a more significant part. We need to get on with that research. We need to share that research with those responsible. The Office for Students uh, being a notable body in taking forward the agenda for universities. And of course, we need to engage with the government and with opinion formers. Uh, That, to me, is the challenge uh, for researchers today. Uh, And just to jump a few steps, can I say a lot of the challenge for the future will be around science. Uh, How science works is fundamentally a social science question, not a science question. We have a multidisciplinary need to work uh, together, and it's a challenge to us all uh, to do that effectively. In universities, we have the only institution where people from different disciplines are routinely brought together and if we don't knock down the barriers that there are between disciplines and bring understanding of science to social scientists social science uh, to scientists and the essential role in our country that uh, humanities and culture play if we can't do that we're failing our jobs uh, in universities we're becoming just groups of academics who happen to take a salary uh, from an employer. We're not being uh, people who are engaged with society, working together, uh, producing answers. Uh, not everybody takes that view. I've I now picked this out from somebody who'd better remain nameless, but is a professor of astronomy. Won't take you long to work it out. Uh, need to increase funding, she said, in a piece. Uh, the UK doesn't spend enough. Uh, The balance between fundamental uh, industrial-driven scientific research is an issue. The loss of EU funding will send UK research over a cliff edge. So if we're going to sit there and whinge about our own position, we need more money, and we're going to predict the end of the world, uh, which we frequently do in universities, we're not discharging our responsibility to set a positive agenda for the future. We won't be helping the government. Uh, At all, we won't be helping our people. So I think uh, one of my points now is let's look at it through the eyes of society and positive solutions, Uh, predicting doom and gloom isn't going, in my view, uh, to help. Challenge, of course, uh, does help. Is it fair that universities are getting uh, all this criticism at the moment? I now pick these points out from a discussion, uh, a global discussion I was in uh, last week. Uh, Why pick on liberally minded institutions whose aim is to transform lives and change the world for the better? Well, it is, that is our aim. Why pick on us isn't much of an argument. Sorry. Uh, Why attack values-based organisations? Because we're important organisations, both in financial terms and for the future. It's perfectly reasonable that we should be the subject of public debate. why deplay, deploy rhetoric which defies the evidence? Uh, is this about what we know on the basis of the research we've done, or is it our uh, conflict of interest-based position uh, views about the future of universities? The biggest challenge for me in dealing some years ago with uh, the impact agenda uh, was uh, the lack of, of any willing from many of the people I was discussing with to think about the evidence there would be about the consequences of engaging in more societally relevant uh, research. It was all about them. And I felt that was sad. I think it was also about their view of how universities ought to work. And as I've already said, I think several times, uh, universities are there to serve society as cardinal Newman said. Uh, complaints that uh, people are cherry picking at relatively irrelevant criticisms at universities. I don't pass judgment really on that. Um, comments that universities, well, yes, we do win export income for the country. Uh, ending up it, in this discussion with why not just cut us some slack because we're doing good stuff. That's just not the way the world works. Government doesn't cut people slack because they're generally doing good. It is there to challenge. Every new government is elected on the basis of doing something different, so you expect them to challenge the status quo. That is not to say that we cannot defend the status quo, or uh, but better to say the status quo is something that we can build on and do things better. It's always fair for government to challenge about the balance of expenditure between the areas I've got there because that's the decision that in the end the governments have got to make. And, of course, uh, government uh, is concerned about votes to get back in. It's not there to uh, support preferentially any part of society. So, no, it's not fair, but governments aren't fair. Uh, perhaps it's failed fair because I think governments, uh, because universities haven't always been uh, willing to engage with reasonable criticism and address systematic issues. It would get me into big trouble if I went to any length of discussing the discussion about Vice-Chancellor remuneration. Uh, Let's just say that you can have your own views about that, but I wonder if we've had sufficient exploration of uh, the reasons for why things are as they are and how they should change. And I do notice the line, again, from the Office for Students, actually, that they are going to ask, universities to set out the reasons why things are as they are something that businesses actually routinely do and which we haven't done so uh, really all I want to say is let's engage with reasonable criticism and agree uh, address those systematic issues let's actually accept that uh, the way in which our student uh, system is funded does mean uh, that uh, what we do depends on a a responsibility placed on graduates to repay over their working lifetime, therefore we've got to be, in my view, uh, sensitive uh, to that. Uh, We've got to engage with government constructively. They have the money and however much we talk about being values-based institutions, we want salaries at the end of the month. And uh, therefore, uh, the income to universities is important to us personally. important that we important to us all that we run sustainable institutions with the capacity to challenge uh, society about future uh, directions. Uh, so, uh, in summary, uh, and I'm, this is the next bit I'm going to skip: uh, research should be not about us but about them. Although, of course, us, because we are the people doing it, have a stake and have the responsibility to engage with our uh, societal actors uh, to determine uh, together the best research directions. I was going to talk now about basic research versus uh, applied research, but I'm going to skip that because I want to get on to some of the trust issues. Uh, But can I just say, in terms of discussing the future of research, we should remember that we're in a privileged position The global definitions of academic research excellence are self-referential. Research is good because our peers say it is good, is the fundamental mechanism. Uh, There's not many professions which are now largely self-referential. Let's also remember that the reputational basis for our world-leading position in research is based on a very selective subset of the most highly cited publications or Nobel Prizes, however you you choose to look at it, Uh, we have a vast range of research which has to uh, address problems. Most of that research will not click on uh, those global uh, definitions of excellent research. That doesn't mean to say it's not uh, worthy. Uh, Also, our arguments are not always strong. Uh, Well, we engage in fundamental research and it gives serendipitous outcomes. Well, it does. I think we've got to back that up with case studies because answering the question, if we give you 20% more money, which is just what's happening in the UK, actually a bit more than 20% more money uh, coming in to research through the industrial strategy process, can you genuinely say you'll get 20% more serendipitous outcomes? Makes no sense to me that. We've got to have a better balance in the way that we describe uh, research directions. And, of course, we should remember that our research directions, although we're... uh, perhaps complaining about lack of government investment, really do carry broad popular support, even in some of the most theoretical uh, work. Uh, Higgs, the gravitational uh, waves got great publicity. Uh, CERN gets publicity on the BBC website almost every time they want, it seems to me. The public care, we don't need to be defensive. Uh, And I think we can build a better evidence-based case for research of all kinds. but I won't dwell on that now. I think we've got plenty great stuff to stand on. Naturally, I would say the way that we've developed impact case studies provides a strong evidence base for that. And if I can just, before passing on to Trust, talk about the vision for UK Research and Innovation, my new organization researching and part of, Uh, that's the official official PowerPoint, the Mark Walport-endorsed PowerPoint. I'm almost required to do it in my job description. Uh, Knowledge and understanding? Yes. Economy? Yes. Society? Yes. Three pillars, each of which is important and uh, although I'm not going to go through the slides that tease that out in any detail, about fundamental questions, about the needs of society, about advancing the UK economy uh, and about our place in the world. Uh, We care that uh, the UK, at least I hope we care, is helping to solve global problems and that, that some of that is targeted on those nations which don't have the research uh, capacity to do it uh, through our Global Challenges Research Fund and our ODA compliant work. So without dwelling on that, let me just jump to the responsibility that comes with research also has to look at the criticisms, criticisms that are made, particularly around uh, re- reproducibility around openness and us only being willing to release immediately the fruits of research to those who are willing to pay uh, subscriptions. Uh, And indeed, the responsibility to our researchers to support them in their careers and to address the very serious problems we have around equalities and diversity, uh, which uh, require a coordinated approach from us all and where transformation is our aspiration. We really have uh, serious problems. So uh, let me now move to how we deal. What are those challenges for researchers in higher education? I'm grateful uh, to Paul Blackmore who's challenged me and I've incorporated some of his comments in this. Uh, First of all, we've got to win government support. How far will you go? How much are you willing to engage with government even where the ideology is is, uh, perhaps uh, not to your liking? I I would argue that on Brexit, we have chosen to be in a different room to the rest of society on the issue. I'm not saying uh, in any respect that our collective views about the unpalatability of Brexit's wrongness. I'm not a public servant, not allowed to make statements like that. But we have not really engaged with the debate since the referendum. And it has looked as if UK universities are in a different room. I think we've got to be in the same room and we've got to look for ways forward. I think that's now happening actually on the science and research side, but uh, I think it has put universities in a marginalised position uh, because ideologically, we are completely out of tune uh, with society. Uh, We've also uh, perhaps put too much emphasis on our global research reputation, which is incredibly important. I fully support it, but uh, the needs of our communities and our regions, uh, uh, backing research, which will primarily be nationally focused, is also important. And something actually for those of you who wonder that the impact case study exercise in the REF does address, uh, the uh, reach that we consider research as having is contextually uh, based. So I I think my starting point uh, as I finish about the future of research in higher education is that we've not just to critique the current vision uh, for uh, the marketization of higher education, we've got to work with it and suggest ways in which for a start the word marketization is understood and the way in which we can develop the existing system to better serve the needs of students and the world. I've already said Uh, that some of that is going to be STEM-based, so we need to get social scientists involved. We need radical critiques, of course we do, but uh, we're in the wrong room if all we do is produce radical critiques. We need some uh, which are radical, we need some that are incremental. Uh, Are we part of the conversation or in another room? We need to focus, I think, on how research and teaching feeds in to change lives, concentrating, as I trailed at the start of this, the future way in which society might develop. Our industrial strategy is based around a number of uh, priorities at the moment. Healthy ageing, well, that troubles me a bit, Uh, and it's obviously a genuine societal problem. Uh, It's not perhaps the sort of thing that I would have captured naturally under industrial strategy. I think the government is making the point uh, that things that have very considerable non-economic value uh, as health uh, is and the environment is often can foster industries that do carry economic value and we should be prepared to marry the economic and the social in our thinking in order to pursue the research agenda. I think that's quite a sharp comment that the government would make of us and I think embracing healthy aging Uh, and indeed artificial intelligence which affects, is likely to affect uh, the whole of society in the years to come. Uh, It's not just an industrial problem, it's a societal uh, problem. Uh, And uh, so I'd say the same of autonomous vehicles. Perhaps the industrial strategy is focused on how we grow a thriving uh, business, set of businesses around that problem. uh, But aren't we all interested in the way that uh, transport develops in our country and don't we want to do the best research to feed it in uh, to that? Uh, Don't we want to look not just at a narrow set of academic activities, not just at the needs of students and how we teach them, but at the world that they're going to be working in? So can I finish by saying, if you're doing research into higher education, Can it be based on where society is going and how higher education can better support that? Can it be based on a challenge of the existing system? Yes, but suggestions for how we can better develop the system. Can it be based on what society wants rather than what universities want? And can we commit ourselves to work collectively together in universities to address what societies want? Can it be built on building a cohort of researchers for the future who are more diverse, better engaged with institutions of all kinds in society, but who do passionately feel that discovering new knowledge and working out how can best be applied is at the heart of what we do? If our universities are to prosper in the future, it needs to be based on evidence, not assertion. It needs to be based not on, as Michael Gove actually said, experts who have got it wrong repeatedly in the past, but on experts who put their ideas out for testing, and that testing proves that the ideas are robust and sound. Can it be rigorous in what we do? Can it be intellectually grounded in a way that we all want? Can we bring together our academic view of the world, which those last few comments apply to with uh, the societal view of the world and people's uncertainties about their future. We need more and we need better research into higher education. We need better and more arguments to combat the criticisms that are being made of us now and we need to have our researchers and members of our universities at the heart of that not relying on journalists. This is the challenge. I think you have. I think we have uh, one of the most, in my view, the most successful university system in the world. We have the wonder now of having universities of different kinds and universities in all parts of the country. Uh, we have the backing of the government in putting more money into uh, research under the umbrella of an industrial strategy which is about far more Than just a narrow industrial view of the world. Uh, The opportunity is there for you all. Will you take it? Thank you.